The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, Rams fans, and welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the LA Rams add a running back, plus 53-man roster predictions. And later, the Rams travel to Colorado. We preview Rams at Broncos next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Beggs. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. A lot of cool stuff to get into. We've only got one more preseason game remaining. Rams at Broncos. If y'all are going to be there, hit me up in Lot C. Let's have a beer. We're also doing our 53-man roster predictions, so I'm giving you guys the rest of my cut predictions. The rest of them here. I know we got one more game to go, but I'm still going to give you my predictions on this final roster here. And, uh, yeah. Pretty cool stuff, man. We got we got a lot of cool stuff to get into. Let's go ahead. Okay, we, we know that the Rams added a running back. Let's go ahead and talk about it, all right? The Rams made a pretty big move this morning. I woke up. It's 5.15 Joe time out here in Colorado, and I saw this news almost immediately that the Rams had made a trade for running back Sony Michelle from the New England Patriots. The Rams did trade two conditional late-round picks, and basically what we're looking at here is it is a fifth and a sixth round pick, but there is the conditional part of that is we're actually waiting to see on the com- compensatory pick that the Rams do receive uh, from John Johnson, the safety that is now a Cleveland Brown. We are anticipating that we'll get a comp- compensatory pick from this. Uh, I mean, that makes sense that we will, but basically what we're looking at here is if the Rams get a fourth round pick for John Johnson, that pick will go to the New England Patriots and the Rams will retain their fifth and sixth rounders. This all but confirms that the Rams front office thinks the draft picks are for suckers and we want to get rid of them as fast as we can. But we got a little bit of information on Sony Michelle. He is former Georgia Bulldog for uh, joining the former Georgia Bulldog and Matthew Stafford in the Rams backfield. He is 26 years old. Won't be 27 for uh, uh, until the end of the season. He was a first-round pick, 31st overall in 2018. You guys might remember him in that 2018 season. He did end up getting a Super Bowl ring that year, unfortunately, because that was against the LA Rams, and he was in that Super Bowl the only player to score a touchdown. So uh, may- maybe we got some. Uh, so there's there's something there. Okay, like he scored on us in the Super Bowls. Like, all right, we'll bring him in here. Let's have him score touchdowns in Super Bowls for us instead of against us. His career stats, he's got 535 carries, 2,292 yards. That is 4.3 yards per carry on average. Very solid average. And he's got 14 rushing touchdowns. Last year, he had just 79 carries, 449 yards. That would have been third on the Rams roster as far as yards go. But he did average 5.7 yards per carry and did just have one touchdown last year. His receiving stats in his career, he's caught the football 26 times for 258 yards. as a 9.9 yards per catch average in one touchdown. Last year, he did score that touchdown. He also only had seven catches, but for 114 yards. That puts his average, average at 16.3 yards per catch in the 2021 season. He will have a cap hit of just $1.7 million. So I, I know that we've kind of talked about the running back position. Of course, we've talked about the running back position. It's been a, been a pretty big one as far as the offseason topics go, especially since we've hit training camp, unfortunately, with the Cam Akers injury. Daryl Henderson leaving practice early with a thumb. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. And then, of course, Raymond Calais as well, who was kind of slated to be a, a return guy and also maybe a, maybe a backup back that could kind of come in here and there. But unfortunately, the Rams will not have access to him. So, Sony Michelle in with the Rams. And I guess initial reaction is like, hey, I don't hate it at all. It's not like he's going to be RB1. That is still going to be Daryl Henderson. But I like the way that we can now incorporate Sony Michelle and his style that like 
kind of a C.J. Anderson kind of running style that 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 Michelle brings to the Rams, and I think that that will pair really well with Daryl Henderson. What we also learned from Rams general manager Les Snead is that that pretty early on in after the the Acres injury, they kind of targeted Michelle as a guy that they would like to go after. And I don't necessarily think that this is super bad news for Xavier Jones or or uh, Jake Funk. I do think it's pretty bad news, though, for uh, Otis Anderson Jr. I don't think that we'll see him retained on the roster. We'll talk about that when we get to our predictions, though. Uh, but that is it. Sony Michelle, your brand new Los Angeles Ram. He is now here. Uh, we also do have a uh, a few cuts to talk about. There wasn't an, an extra cut that was included because the Rams needed to get their roster down to 80 uh, we did get one extra cut with the move to bring in Sony Michelle. So, like I said, uh, Rams do receive Sony Michelle, and right now it is a fifth and a sixth round pick that they have sent off to the New England Patriots. But that can turn into a fourth round pick, depending on what the com- com- compensatory selection is for the Rams in exchange for losing safety John Johnson, who is one of the better safeties in the NFL. In other news, former Rams head coach Dick Vermeil named a finalist for the Hall of Fame for the 2022 class. This is awesome news. I don't know who the other the other finalists are, but I do know that he needs to receive 80% of the votes to get selected. We also do know that Torrey Holt has been a finalist like what seems like forever. He's always a finalist sitting there just on the on the cusp of being in the Hall of Fame. So this next year, you know what? If Vermeil and Holt can get in, you know, I think I might try to start locking in plans to to go to the hall of fame uh for that induction next year i might go ahead and start just trying to plan that out if we can get holt and vermeulen that means that the bulk of if not the entire uh you know uh, greatest show on turf all the all the really big important pieces are in and that is super awesome i don't hate that one bit uh but we're rooting for uh dick vermeule who uh is is responsible for bringing the only rams super bowl win uh, to the franchise. Of course, the Rams do have championships in Los Angeles as well as Cleveland, but the only Super Bowl win was that 99 season under Dick Vermeil in St. Louis. Moving on here, Jalen Ramsey, Rams cornerback. You guys may have heard of him. He comes in at number 13 on the NFL's top 100. I do think it's worth noting that Jair Alexander was, what, 41, 42? Because those ones are always talked about being the like 1A, 1B. But Ramsey's number 13 and Alexander sitting in the 40s. Ramsey is the first player to appear on the list uh, from the LA Rams. And we do have one more. We know that, that Aaron Donald is in the top 10. The top 10 list will reveal next week. We're kind of just fingers crossing it for number one. We'll see what happens, man. This is, this is uh, one of those lists that... I mean, I know that we'll always argue any list that ever happens, but these are the players voting on it. So in my mind, the NFL Top 100 is like the one indisputable list. You're not allowed to say that somebody's better than somebody else as fans because the players are the ones voting on this. These are the guys going against them. They're practicing with them, whatever it happens to be. They're out on the football field with these guys. And so I don't think it's necessarily up for debate, although we will, especially if Aaron Donald's not number one. If Aaron Donald's not number one, we riot, okay? <laughs> Everybody on board? Let's go ahead, yeah. So, a uh, quick look back on last week's game against the Raiders it was in preseason. This one was held at SoFi Stadium. If you guys were there and it was your first time there, share your experience, man, because I was there for that Chargers game and unbelievable. I'm, I'm still not over it. I cannot wait to go back in December to see the Jacksonville Jaguars, who did today name Trevor Lawrence as their starter. So I feel pretty good that he will remain the starter by the time in it's December. What is that, like week 13, something like that? It's December 5th, I believe. It'll be cold in Colorado, I know that. So I'm excited to to get a little bit of a break from the the, the what will be super cold at the time to head out to Southern California in Inglewood, which will be pretty good. But I'm excited for it. If you guys were there, though, you guys did watch the Las Vegas Raiders defeat the L.A. Rams by a score of 16 to 17. Jacob Harris caught that last second touchdown there from Bryce Perkins. And then we called the most ridiculous play call in the history of the NFL, which is that fade for that two point conversion. Of course, Perkins did overthrow Jacob Harris on it, not by a whole lot, but it was enough to not really give Harris a a legitimate shot at the ball. I kind of hate the fade myself. I don't know what the odds are specifically on it, but 
I don't know why that's like such a go-to in goal line situations when you need to score. I feel like there's so many other plays that would be more beneficial. You know what I mean? Like I would love to see the Rams pull like a little, like do the do the motion is like a sweep, like a like the jet sweep, but then don't snap it there. Snap it right after the dude passes. Do a shovel pass because you got some eyeballs going in different directions. Or anything? I mean, hey Sean. Sean McVay, listen to me, man, all right? If you need a two-point conversion. <laughs> but you know what? It's also preseason, so you might as well just get, give the kid a chance. You know what I mean? Might as well just give him a chance. But Bryce Perkins did overthrow it. Speaking of Bryce Perkins, he is, you know, the, my question that I pose to you guys is, is Bryce Perkins making a legitimate case to be QB2 and bump John Wolford down? I think the answer to that is yes. I think he is making a legitimate case, but will it happen? I don't I don't think so. I doubt that, that that'll happen. I believe that we will still see Matthew Stafford followed by John Wolford on the roster, no matter what Perkins is doing in any of these preseason games. I feel like we're already pretty locked in. Is there there's also still some inconsistencies. He is very exciting. He's mobile. He moves around real well. He's he does have some really good passes. But the consistency is still not there. We do still see him, like on that last play, that two-point conversion did sail that one. There's been a few times where the passes just aren't completely accurate. So he does still have some work to do, but he is a very talented player. And I do think that he will continue to get better. So that's something to keep an eye on. Unfortunately, I don't think that he is going to to stick around. I don't think the Rams keep three quarterbacks. I think it's unnecessary. And also, I don't know if he clears waivers. So will he be able to come back and get added to the practice squad? I guess we'll see. It's not one of those situations, though. It's it's not with Bryce Perkins, one of the situations where you wave a guy and it's kind of just understood you want to stash him on your practice squad so nobody else touch him kind of thing. There, there are like those unspoken kind of things in the NFL. Is Bryce Perkins in that? I don't think so. I think that there are teams that could could potentially want Bryce Perkins on their squad. And you know what? Hard to blame him, man, because he's looking pretty good in this these preseason games. But, you know, he's an exciting preseason player for the Rams. But, I mean, let's not forget that we've got two guys ahead of him and uh, two guys that we've, we've been excited about. Matthew Stafford, of course, the Rams traded for him before the Super Bowl even happened. So it's been a while. And that, that excitement, I feel like, has kind of died off. Like, we, we all accept now that Matthew Stafford is our quarterback. So we haven't necessarily, like, been super into it and, or anything. And, and he's also not playing in preseason, so it's, it's I kind of out of the out of the frame, I guess you could say, a little bit. And then, of course, John Wolford, who a lot of people wanted to play last year. A lot of people liked him in that Week 17 game against the Arizona Cardinals. He had, like, 224, zero touchdowns, zero picks against one of the worst defensive uh, secondaries in the NFL last year. A lot of people were really high on him. I I have no reason not to be. I think he's a good player. So like that, I like him as a backup. I don't necessarily want him as a QB1, but you know that's just a personal preference here. You guys can feel free to have whatever personal preferences you guys would like to, because that's fine, you know. But, you know, we just keep in mind that we do have, as much as we like Perkins, there's still two guys ahead of him that we like, okay? I mean, nobody's out here bashing... You know, bashing the wolf, ah, uh, no one's really out here bashing Stafford either. I do see a couple player uh, or a couple fans that are kind of like, well, let's temper our expectations, which I I definitely understand. Let's let him play some football for us before we crown him as like our savior or anything like that. But I just I just think it's ridiculous to not understand and and accept and vocalize that it is a clear upgrade over Jared Goff. I think if you are not saying that, I, I think you're in a little bit of denial, which is fine. But Getting back to this preseason game, the offensive line did do a better job against the Chargers, not so much against the Raiders. Um, but also, I mean, it's been a little bit of a rough patch in the, the preseason for the offensive line. But remember, these guys are all backups. We're not playing our starting five at all. Uh, there were some issues in this game for sure. Uh, Bobby Evans played pretty poorly. He had a pretty high PFF grade, but I'm not really sure why, I guess, uh, because he, he didn't he didn't looked like he was doing that good of a job. He looked a little bit sloppy out there. Coleman Shelton looked really good, though. He was he was clearing some paths in the run game, which I like to see. Uh, but I, I would like to see Bobby Evans do a lot better than that. I don't think that he's necessarily... Uh, like I don't think he played poorly enough to, to put his roster spot in danger, especially considering the, the other guys that are on the roster that I, I feel like are kind of clear cuts. But uh, I, I do think that it did kind of make it so it's like, oh, this guy, he may, he does need to stay a backup right now. So I think that that's what we kind of saw out of Bobby Evans. But I do think that Coleman Shelton absolutely helped his case. 
The Rams also had multiple rookies pop in this one. Uh, Bobby Brown had that really strong stop, just kind of blew up the offensive lineman and and got the, the running back in the backfield. Chris Garrett, he probably made the team on a single drive. He had, what was it? Uh, it was a sack and a half and a tackle for loss on one on just one drive. He was all over the place. If you guys didn't see that, it was super cool because also on the sideline, you got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, all these guys like going nuts on the sideline because Chris Garrett's absolutely lighting it up. And he talked about it after the game. He was saying that he was exhausted, but he just, he, it wasn't time to come out. Like he could, like he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to call for that. And then he had an amazing drive. So Chris Garrett, I, I do think he, I, I think he made the the team on that drive. I, I think that he, he showed enough on that drive to show that even if he's not 100% ready to be a starter or anything right now, that he can become a very important player for this for this team. And we'll talk about the cuts again here in a second, but I do think that the the fact that we've seen Justin Lawler pop, the, the fact that we've seen Chris Garrett now pop, I do think that we could see some big names that could we, we could be waving here soon. And then also J.J. Koski, I think that he made his case. Uh, is it enough? I'm not necessarily sure, but he did, I think, make a case to maybe at least, he's at least putting out some tape for other teams and it's hard to be like super sad about that I guess you know it's like I mean if they're not going to be Rams I hope that they ball out somewhere else man you know I'm not I'm not a hater like that I hope if they're if they're not here then you know go go make your money and go do some cool stuff other places man so Koski maybe he's in that that range as well let's get into the rest of the west real fast uh, we'll talk about okay so we got the the Kansas City Chiefs played at the Arizona Cardinals Chiefs did win that one 17 to 10 Chiefs are, of course, been playing their starters. Uh, Arizona has been also kind of sprinkling in some starters as well, but it was a seven-point loss for the Cardinals. This week, the Cardinals are at the Saints. That game is 5 o'clock Pacific time, and that game is on Saturday. The Denver Broncos played at the Seattle Seahawks. It was a 30-3 to win for the Denver Broncos over Seattle. And then this week, the Chargers will play at the Seahawks, and that game is 7 o'clock uh, Pacific time on Saturday. And then we had... The San Francisco 49ers at the Chargers. They, they were playing at SoFi. That was a 15-10 to 10 win for the 49ers. And we got Vegas will be uh, at the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday at 1 o'clock Pacific time to wrap up the rest of the West on the other preseason games. So we didn't really see a whole lot of, of craziness from these games. If you guys would like more, more in-depth conversation on the NFC West, uh, I did host the the NFC West Roundtable right on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel, so make sure you guys go check that out. It's only like a 30-minute show. We've got a 49ers guy, an Arizona Cardinals guy, we got a Seahawks guy, and we all just talk NFC West. So if you guys are interested in learning a little bit more about the other, the other teams and that, those conversations that we've been having about the best division in sports, then make sure you guys check that out as well. I'll go ahead and, and throw a link to that one uh, below if you guys are on the YouTube channel. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break here, and on the other side, we'll talk about some transactions, and then we will get into our 53-man roster prediction. We'll be right back. You're the kind of person who makes a difference at work. So why not work on something that makes a difference? At Zooks, we're looking for collaborative, inquisitive people who can help us achieve our mission. Safer, cleaner, more enjoyable mobility for everyone. Come build the future at Zooks. Find out more at zoox.com slash careers. So we did unfortunately get some news on some more running back injuries uh, this week. Uh, it's super unfortunate. I, I feel like Matthew Stafford is just, he's, wherever he goes, he's not allowed to have a running game apparently. And it's, it's, it's leaking into the Rams, unfortunately, but we did suffer an injury at the running back position for our, for uh, running back Raymond Calais. He is scheduled to be out four to six months. He was part of the the waived players, but uh, we're, with the injury, it's fully anticipated he'll clear waivers. We'll be able to stash him after that. So unfortunate for Calais. He was definitely kind of like being talked about as, as a guy who could rotate in on offense, but he was also doing a pretty good job at returning. I know he had a pretty big one. Uh, in the first preseason game against the Chargers. So, you know, unfortunate news there for sure. But I think that this this injury here, I think, did play a role in the Rams bringing in Sony Michelle. Otis Anderson Jr., 
Um, you know, I, I did put in here that he got a big boost in terms of making this roster, but that I, that was noted before the Sony Michelle move. I don't think that that's necessarily the case anymore. Uh, he still hasn't even found his way onto the offense, even in preseason. So I don't think that that's a good sign. We could see him uh, this weekend against Denver on Saturday, but we'll kind of we'll kind of wait and see. I don't know if Michelle is going to be playing in this one. It's kind of yet to be talked about, I guess. I'm sure there will be a press conference today that we'll be talking about. It's probably There's probably one happening right now as I record, unfortunately. So there's probably more information that comes out as I'm recording that I, I don't have access to quite yet. So uh, let's see here. Running back Daryl Henderson left practice early. Uh, I believe that was Monday with a thumb injury. Injury is said not to be serious. It looks like just a sprained thumb, and it does not look like this will impact his status for week one when the Chicago Bears come to town. So we should be good there with Daryl Henderson, Hendo, and then a Sony Michelle backing him up as well. Looks like Michelle was, I mean, they wanted to get rid of him, so I think the Rams got kind of a good deal deal on him. But it's also running back, so I mean, those are pretty easy to find. They're kind of all over the place. Let's see here. With both punters that were on the COVID-19 list, of course, Bajorquez has now been removed from that COVID-19 list. Uh, the Rams are at the 80-man roster limit right now uh, with a couple of moves that we will talk about. Uh, but the team will still, uh, the team will need to be down to 53-man rosters on August 31st. That's why we are doing our predictions today, because by the time I record again, we will already be at the 53-man roster, so that's why we're knocking those out. But for your cuts for this week, we did cut quarterback Duck Hodges, safety Paris Ford, running back Raymond Calais, tight end Kyle Markway, and long snapper Stephen Wordle. Stephen Wordle was the cut to, to clear the roster spot for Sony Michelle, who the Rams brought in. I've been saying for a few weeks that that I, I thought that Steven Wardle was going to be the cut, that we were going to stick with Matthew Orzek at the long snapper spot. That is, of course, what happened. I was a little bit surprised to see uh, two of these moves, actually. Quarterback Duck Hodges, as well as safety Paris Ford. I thought that Ford was playing pretty well. He took over that number 43 that was vacated by John Johnson. And then... Uh, I thought he was playing fine, but it looks like the Rams were just ready to move on. Maybe they wanted to evaluate it, uh, somebody else, maybe get some more snaps in for somebody like Nick Scott. Um, yeah, so, I mean, hey, it happens. And then quarterback Duck Hodges, I fully anticipated that the Rams would go into the Denver game with both Hodges and Perkins to save Wolford from needing to play. But, of course, Hodges has now been cut. Quack, quack is no longer around for the LA Rams. And that does mean that we will see... Uh, scheduled to see a full four quarters from Bryce Perkins, but it does sound like, according to Sean McVay, that the Wolf, Awu, uh, will be suited up against the Denver Broncos, but will be kind of like an emergency quarterback. It looks like Perkins is going to play, and on if something unfortunate happens to Perkins, that we do have the Wolf that will come in and take those snaps. So, Let's talk about our 53-man roster prediction. I'm going to give you guys numbers on every single roster spot. It does add up to 53, I promise. You guys can feel free to double-check me. But I do have a 53-man roster here. I will give you guys who I believe will make the team and, in turn, who is being cut from those uh, from that list. If you guys do have any follow-up questions, want more information on why I selected who I selected, feel free to give a comment I will be checking those and responding. I will be a little bit better at that. I know I'm not as, uh, uh, sometimes I'm not the best at responding to every comment. I do see them, but sometimes when I'm at work and stuff like that, but I will make it a point to have that conversation with you guys. So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about the quarterback position here. We'll start with Matthew Stafford and John Wolford making the team with just the Rams keeping two quarterbacks. And that does leave Bryce Perkins as the cut. I know that this won't be necessarily a popular selection, but I do think it is the correct solution. I think it is something that will happen is that Stafford and Wolford make the team and Perkins does not. At running back, I have the Rams keeping four with Daryl Henderson, Xavier Jones, Jake Funk, and now Sony Michelle. I did originally have the Rams keeping Otis Anderson Jr. after the Raymond Calais injury, but now I do have him as a cut. But I do think that the Rams will maintain the four running backs they do like Xavier Jones and Jake Funk. No reason to get rid of Daryl Henderson. And of course, just bringing in Sony Michelle. No reason to move him now. I have the Rams keeping three tight ends. That is Tyler Higby, Kendall Blanton, and Jacob Harris. That does leave tight end Bryson Hopkins to be cut. There was actually one, one play that really 
kind of solidified this because I was already leaning towards uh, putting Hopkins on my cut list. He was like already kind of penciled in there. There was one special teams play uh, against the Raiders that was maybe the worst effort play that I've seen from any Ram this this preseason, and that was Bryson Hopkins on, I want to say it was a kickoff, maybe it was a punt. But either way, he was in, in kick coverage. Should have made the tackle, but had zero effort level on it. So that's why I kind of put him in there. That will pop up on tape. If I caught it just live, then I, then I know that it's going to pop up on tape. And from the comments we've heard uh, uh, from Sean McVay about Kendall Blanton, I do think that he does make this team. So Higby, Blanton, and Harris as your tight ends. I have the Rams keeping just six wide receivers as opposed to the seven that they did keep last year. That would be Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, and Tristan Jackson is my selection for that final spot there. That does leave the cuts as Landon Akers, Jeremiah Hadel, J.J. Koski, and Ben Skoranek. Skoranek is in a situation with his injury where he could be uh, somebody who clears and then gets stashed on the practice squad or something like that, but the other guys, you know, Akers has done well in preseason, Hadel's done well in preseason, Koski did really well against the Raiders. Is it, is it enough to make the roster? I don't believe so. Uh, Tristan Jackson, of course, he was he was the one that scored the Rams' only touchdown in the first preseason game against the Chargers. I do think that he does bring a different, different skill set similar to Van Jefferson that I do think is important to this team. Not necessarily the other guys. They don't really stick out to me as somebody who could be like an actual contributor if somebody were to go down. If Van Jefferson went down, I like Tristan Jackson's ability to kind of take over that role. On the offensive line, I have the Rams keeping nine. That would be Andrew Whitworth, David Edwards, Brian Allen, Austin Corbett, Rob Havenstein, Bobby Evans, Joe Noteboom, Coleman Shelton, and Tremaine Ankrum. That leaves the cuts being Chandler Brewer, A.J. Jackson, Jeremiah Colon, and Jordan Meredith. I know we talked about Bobby Evans a little bit, but I don't think that he played poorly enough to get cut, especially ahead of Chandler Brewer, A.J. Jackson, Jeremiah Colon, and Jordan Meredith. I don't think that he fell below them based on what we saw against the Raiders. I do think that Whitworth, Edwards, Allen, Corbett, and Havenstein are your starters, and Bobby Evans, Noteboom, Shelton, and Ankrum will be backing it up. Shelman, uh, Shelton can back up interior in either in any spot, so he can be that backup center as well as guard. And then Ankrum, he can do kind of guard tackle, uh, Bobby Evans, I think, should be playing more tackle than guard, but he can play either of those. And the Noteboom, we know, can be a guard or tackle as well. So those are your nine there. Let's flip into the defensive side here. I have the Rams keeping seven defensive linemen. They do like to run a pretty heavy rotation there, so I did add a number there. I was going to keep with six, but I did choose to stay with seven. There, your defensive linemen are Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joseph Day, Ashawn Robinson, Bobby Brown the third, Ernest Brown the fourth. Eric Banks and Greg Gaines. That leaves the cuts being Marquise Copeland, John Daka, Michael Hoked, and Jonah Williams. I do love the depth here, and unfortunately, the guys that, that I do have as cuts, especially Daka, Hoked, and Williams, nothing against Copeland, but I do think he is the weakest of that group. I do like those guys, and I would like to see them clear waivers and, and stick around, especially for some emergency depth if needed, but you know, Sebastian Joseph Day and Ashawn Robinson, they look to be starters. Bobby Brown and Ernest Brown are are uh, strong rookies that I think will continue to develop. And Greg Gaines, I was not a fan last year. I do think he's in a in a position to to still make the team. And then Eric Banks, I think, is doing enough to make the team as well as a rotational backup. At the linebacker spot, we'll start at the outside linebacker. We'll go with Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins, Chris Garrett, and Justin Lawler. That, if you guys are keeping track at home, leaves Terrell Lewis and Obaniah Okoronkwo as my two cuts. I don't think that they, uh, their injury history has helped him here. I do think that Chris Garrett, his game against the Raiders, and Justin Lawler's game against the Chargers, I think helped them immensely. We know that Leonard Floyd is going to stick around, and it does seem like Justin Hollins will be the starter opposite of Floyd. So I do have Chris Garrett and Justin Lawler there as that rotational backup, although we could see some extra numbers there instead of just the four edge rushers that could be altered. Of course, we could see Lewis and or Okoronkwo stick around. At inside linebacker, I have the Rams keeping Troy Reader, Kenny Young, Traven Howard, and Ernest Jones. That leaves my cuts as Christian Roseboom and Micah Kaiser. Micah Kaiser is being selected as a cut for a couple of reasons. and One is because 
the lack of progression. And I know I've said that about Taylor Rapp as well, even though I do have uh, the Rams keeping Rapp, it just seems like they're really high on him. But it seems like Micah Kaiser just is not doing necessarily enough, and that group is getting a little bit crowded. So Troy Reader, we know, from uh, he's been here for a little bit. Kenny Young has improved immensely, especially over the last year. Traven Howard, who uh, is actually playing some really good ball right now, he's rocking number 32, so it kind of tricks my brain a little bit. I always think like maybe he's a safety or something. Got to like got to remember that's that's Traven. But and then Ernest Jones, who I think could eventually become maybe pretty soon the green dot for the Rams. Maybe this year, maybe year two for him. But I do think that he will eventually uh, become the green dot for the Rams. And you know what? Maybe that is enough to to boot off Micah Kaiser, who was green dotting last year for the Rams. At cornerback, I have the Rams keeping six, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, David Long Jr., Dante Dion, Robert Rochelle, and Bronte Harris. That leaves the cuts as Donovan Alumba, Tyler Hall, Kareem Orr, and J.R. Reed. Orr and Reed are, are, are two guys who can absolutely make this team. They're right in that, that line as well. But I think Bronte Harris is just playing a little bit better. I think Robert Rochelle, I think that his, his ceiling's just extremely high. I don't think that we'd move on from him. Dante Dion is a guy that could be one of those that gets cut, but you know, his attitude in, in the, in the locker room is I think such a positive experience that I think that that is worth it to keep him around. I think that he's, he brings energy. He brings excitement into a group like DBs, man. That's exactly what you need out of that grouping. So I, I like Dante Dion making this team. David Long Jr. Feel good about, of course, Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey. They're they're locked in. They're not fighting for a roster spot there. We know that those guys are going to make the team. But Bronte Harris, I think, is doing enough to knock down guys like Kareem Orr and J.R. Reed. Kareem Orr, I was excited to see him come in and play. Has not played to the level that I thought he would, unfortunately. J.R. Reed is playing pretty well, but I don't think it's enough. I think that Bronte Harris is playing a little bit better. At the safety spot, other Rams keeping five here, and that would be Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, and Juju Hughes. The reason that I have so many here selected is because there is some versatility going on here. So I, I know that Jake Jervis and Troy Warner, those are my two cuts at the safety spot. Jervis has been playing more of like a linebacker role, but that's something that we can get out of Taylor Rapp and where I think that he actually excels. I think that's where he plays a little bit better. Nick Scott is progressing really nicely, and Juju Hughes has had a really strong preseason, so I don't think that there's any reason to necessarily move on from him. Terrell Burgess, I think he's already making the case to be a starter over rap. That's just myself. Uh, maybe maybe we'll see that again this year where rap will take back, or uh, Burgess will take over rap again like we did see last year until Burgess got hurt, and then rap started getting those those snaps again. But I do have five here. We can do a lot of things with the safety spot, especially with guys like Terrell Burgess and Taylor Rapp and then Nick Scott he can he can contribute really well on special teams and Juju Hughes man like I said I think he's just playing really well at uh, kicker spot we don't have anybody to cut so I do have just Matt Gay right now although I'm not sure if he's going to make it through the season if he continues to look like he has I know that the the one against the Raiders was blocked but you know, missing some kicks. Uh, uh, he missed the one, I believe, in uh, the first preseason game. And then the other one was Austin McGinnis, who the Rams already cut. But you know what? This kicker spot might actually get changed around. Uh, I, I liked Matt Gay last year. He kind of ended a little bit rough, but he started rough and ended rough. But he had a nice little stretch there in the middle of his time uh, last season with the Rams where he was looking really good. But the the the, the ends there were not necessarily the hottest. So I do, uh, I do think that it's possible. He could make it through the season, but I do think it's possible that we see a move there. At punter, I do have the Rams keeping Johnny Hecker with uh, with Corey Bohorquez being the cut. I do think that, that Bohorquez is a very strong punter, and Johnny Hecker is the highest paid punter in the NFL right now. And Bohorquez, I think he can get it done, but I don't know if he's doing enough to unseat Johnny Hecker. And also, you got to think, it's got to be factored in as well that, I mean, the team has to know that if they move on from Hecker, there's going to be some unhappy fans, all right? And uh, for me, myself, I always just want to see the 53 best make the squad. I don't care about the names. I, I love Johnny Hecker. I would hate to see him go. But hey, if Bohorquez can get it done, then Bo- let's go Bohorquez, you know what I mean? So, uh, but I do have Bohorquez getting cut. Johnny Hecker, what the heck? Sticking around. And for long snapper, I did have Steven Wordle listed as my cut with Matthew Orzek making the team. That is all but confirmed with Steven Wordle being waived earlier today, which is Wednesday the 25th. 
Uh, so that is your 53-man roster right there. Let me know, guys. Please, please let me know. Like, do, do you think any of these are absolutely ridiculous? I do have a couple of big names here. Bryson Hopkins getting cut. I do have Micah Kaiser getting cut. Obanaya Okoronkwo, Terrell Lewis. Uh, let's see. We've got, you know, Jonah Williams, John Daka. Those are two guys. Jake Jervis playing that linebacker spot. Kareem or J.R. Reed. These are my cuts, guys. But you know what? The best part about this team today and and one thing that I that I like about this team today is we are cutting good players. And as much as that sucks to see, like there's there's a lot of players here that can be contributors. This beats the crap out of when we were, you know, in the the dark era and we were keeping players just because we needed a body there. You know, we're cutting players now because we're our roster is so strong that we're going to cut good players back in like 2008, 2009 times. We were cutting, we were, we were keeping players who had no business being on an NFL roster, but we just needed somebody. We didn't have anybody else to play those roles. So we were, we were keeping guys around who had no business in the NFL. We saw that a bunch actually after the, the turnover started happening that we'd, we'd wave somebody and they never saw another NFL team. Now we're, we're cutting guys and waving guys who are very strong players and are probably going to get picked up other places. That is a good thing for us. All right. That means we can get the 53 best and we're not just like keeping guys around by default because they play a position that we need somebody at. So it's a very positive thing. I'm not I'm not against it at all. We'll go ahead and hop into our break here. And on the other side, we've got the Rams at Broncos preview. Don't go. You're the kind of person who makes a difference at work. So why not work on something that makes a difference? At Zooks, we're looking for collaborative, inquisitive people who can help us achieve our mission. Safer, cleaner, more enjoyable mobility for everyone. Come build the future at Zooks. Find out more at zoox.com slash careers. Anywhere. Welcome back in Rams fans. Make sure you guys check the link in the description below to get to Shaw's Customs where you can get all kinds of sweet stuff. All right. You can get the vinyls there. You can get the custom mugs. You guys know the deal by now. All right. Check out Shaw's Customs. Link will be in the description below. Links also in the description below. If you guys like making some sweet money and putting money on some games that are coming up here, which you can also do in preseason. Put some money on the preseason games, all right? The Denver Broncos have been putting up a lot of points. Maybe go over for this one. Under was the play against the Raiders and Chargers, but the Broncos are scoring some points, all right? Maybe now, I don't know. They did name a QB1, so maybe things will be a little bit different this week. But you know what? With the season starting up, you guys absolutely need to check out BetUS. That is, they've been around for like 27 years now. Doing the sweetest gambling and stuff and the, the sweetest sports book for you guys. Make sure you guys check it out in the description below. With the, the NFL starting back up, of course, you know, we got NHL coming up again. MLB is still happening. NBA will be back up before you guys know it. Golf is still happening. You guys can do live bets on golf as well. So make sure you guys check it out. Promo code Rams showcase for a 125% bonus. You can use my link, and that takes you straight there. If you guys are using crypto, use Rams Showcase 200 for a 200% bonus. You know what that means? Do you know what that means? That means if you put in $100, use Rams Showcase. If you guys are using the normal money, not the crypto, put in Rams Showcase, then you guys get $125 extra, all right? When I was out in LA, my my cousin did it right there. We called up the, the customer service because he had a couple of questions on the phone for like a minute and a half. They answered real quick, answered his questions. We were in and out of there. Customer service pros ready to answer your questions. They were super ready. They were right there. So I can't remember his name. I should have remembered his name. That's my bad. But make sure you guys uh, give a call to uh, 800-79-BETUS and use promo code RAM Showcase. You can also go to BETUS.com, B-E-T-U-S.com. And use that promo code Ram Showcase. I uh, the, the the online version is going to be your easiest way to do it, but make sure you guys package in those parlays as well. But uh, bet us, you bet, you win, you get paid. Betus.com, B-E-T-U-S.com. If you guys are not necessarily into the the sports book stuff, but you guys like daily fantasy, well, we got you covered there as well. Thrive Fantasy is 
there's also going to be a link in the description for you guys below. If you guys follow that link, the Ram Showcase promo code is there. By using the Ram Showcase promo code, you get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. So you put in $100, they'll match your $100. Now you got $200 to play with, all right? So I'm absolutely getting on this for for the season. For week one, I will be rocking this one. It's a little bit different than Daily Fantasy. And what happens here is it's actually using the player props, okay? So, you know, it, we know that, you know, Matthew Stafford, his 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 is probably going to be, you know, over under 685 yards <laughs> for week one against the Bears. That's probably not true, so don't quote me on that one. But either way, you get... You select that, and then you can select the over or the under, and then based on the odds of that happening, which is all set up by the whole Vegas stuff, then from there, you guys, it's a point total. So if, if you select the over and that was less likely to happen, you get more points for selecting that and getting it, but you can go all the way down the list. You select 10 of the top 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it hits or that it is to hit. So. Uh, Thrive is featuring a $100,000 guaranteed contest, $20 to enter for week one. And uh, the winner of that one, the number one first place, which could be you, takes home $20,000, which is a lot of Rams jerseys. You can buy so many Rams jerseys with that much money. All right, guys. So make sure you guys head over there. All links in the description, promo codes, Ram Showcase. You know where it's at. Let's get into this game preview here brought to you by BetUS. The Los Angeles Rams are at the Denver Broncos. This game will kick off at 6.05 p.m. Pacific time. The game is being held at Empower Field at Mile High. I did get the name of the stadium correct, finally. It's always just Mile High, though. Really, it's always just Mile High. If you guys are going to be there, make sure you guys find me. I will be wearing my my uh, Color Rush Sheriff Joe Bags jersey. So you see a yellow jersey with a number nine on it and a sheriff hat. Hey, guess what? That's me. Come and have a beer with me, all right? We'll be in lot C, okay? That is usually the lot that I go for, go with uh, because when the Rams are coming out of the tunnel, I'm like right next to my car. So hang out, wait for the Rams to come out the tunnel, maybe get some stuff signed. I don't know if there's COVID rules on that, so don't quote me on that one. But I got my football to get signed. Hopefully that can happen. If not, hey, it's cool. Still get to see my boys out here in Colorado, which is always a good time. But lot C is where we will be at. As, as probably as close to the stadium as I can get. Uh, that's where we were set up last time, 2018. It was snowing. Beautiful day. Loved it. Loved all of it. If you guys were there, you guys know what I'm talking about. But that's where we will be at. Lot C, come have a beer with Sheriff Joe Bags before the season officially begins. Because we're getting real, real close to week one. And this is the final one where we can kind of just have a good time at. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> you don't got to worry about the score. But also, keep in mind here, the Broncos have been wrecking some souls in preseason. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second with their scores. Uh, let's talk about some game notes here, though. Running back is still a position to watch. Uh, none of the backups have really flashed yet. None of the backups have, have like exploded and been like, okay, that guy needs to be in rotation. Xavier Jones, I like. Jake Funk, I like. But are they doing enough to, to really pop into that and, and be the guy? You know what I mean? I don't think so yet. The Sony Michelle move tells us that the coaching staff may have lost a little bit of confidence in that group over the last two games, whether that be because of production or or injuries. We have seen three running back injuries. Uh, luckily for Daryl Henderson, not a bad injury. Looks like just a sprained thumb. He'll be good for week one, but we did lose Raymond Clay and Cam Akers for the entire season. Outside linebacker is still a pretty big battle right now. There have been a number of guys flash and some veterans at the at the position who could be hard-pressed to keep their roster spots with the some of the production that's coming from the younger guys. I'm talking specifically about the production coming from Chris Garrett, seventh round pick, and I, I want to say Justin Lawler was a seventh round pick as well. So we've got a couple of late round guys who are really performing well in this in these preseason games. And somebody like Terrell Lewis, who is still kind of nursing up a little bit, and Obaniah Okoronkwo, who I, I like a lot. I think he's got a really high motor, very talented player. But you know what? I mean, do we go with one of these other guys? You know what I mean? So do we keep do we keep Obo, maybe move on from Lewis? I'll let you guys decide. Tell me what you guys' opinions are, but there that is still a position group to keep some eyeballs on. And decisions have to be made at the cornerback spot. Uh, Dante Dion, Bronte Harris, Kareem Orr, and J.R. Reed all look to really be fighting for two roster spots. I did have, uh, in my roster prediction, uh, I did have Dante Dion and Bronte Harris as the ones making the team with Kareem Orr 
and J.R. Reed being cut. But you know what? Depending, I think that a lot of that will come down to this game. I don't think that all the roster spots are set yet. I know I did my prediction, but that's only because we will be at the 53-man roster before I record again. So I need to get those in. So from what I've seen so far, from what I've heard so far, press conferences, I watch them all religiously. I see everything that the Rams put out. Uh, these are the the guys that I've selected. Dion and Harris uh, are my selections, but it is still I I believe it is still open. I do think that J.R. Reed and or Kareem Orr could be uh, fighting for that spot as well. Broncos, they have been crushing their way through some preseason games so far. They have outscored their opponents uh, 63-9 to in two preseason games. Uh, they won 33-6 to uh, at the Minnesota Vikings and 30-3 to against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, but also, I mean, keep in mind that they, they've had a quarterback position battle underway. It has been solidified now as of today, which is Wednesday the 25th. It has been solidified now, but they also have been, they've got two guys that they were playing as starters to try to evaluate, to, to come up with a solution to QB1. We do know that answer now, and I don't know how it impacts this game this weekend, but we do know that the Broncos have named quarterback Teddy Bridgewater as quarterback one. That means Drew Locke will be the backup, so I do think we could see a pretty heavy dose of Drew Locke in this game. I'm not sure if we see any Teddy, but... You know, Teddy Two Gloves out here. He might, uh, he might, he might get a couple of snaps. I wouldn't necessarily anticipate it though, with him now being named the starter, Drew Locke. And uh, do they still have uh, Rippin out there? I can't remember, but I, I usually try to go to at least one practice up there in in Denver. It's only it's only like an hour and a half drive for me, uh, but I didn't get to do that this year. Didn't really care for it, <laughs> and also got to go to SoFi, which is way better to go to Broncos practice. So. Uh, but they have named their starter, like I said, that is uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Quick revisit on our 3-C to last week. I cannot confirm if Justin Lawler played in this game. I did not see him. I don't remember seeing him, but he did not get any stats. I was trying to look through and see if I could see him on the sideline or anything like that or see him in the game. Maybe he just didn't register anything. That's my mistake, guys, I guess. that's uh, Please feel free to let me know if he was in there or not because... I could not spot him anywhere or find any information about him playing, but he did not play. We did have him as the three to see last week. We also had Bronte Harris on our three to see last week. He did notch two tackles and had that pretty sweet interception. It was like tipped up and stuff like that. I didn't think he was going to get to it in time, uh, but it was, hey, that was pretty cool. Pretty sweet to see a pick from Bronte doing such a good job in this preseason. I really think that he's going to make the team. And then we also had tight end Jacob Harris, who actually, very light day for Jacob Harris. He had just one reception for two yards and a touchdown. It was that last second touchdown. I think there was, what, 16 seconds left on the clock, something like that. And then uh, he did, he was the uh, the target for the, the two-point conversion, but it was overthrown by uh, by Bryce Perkins. Our three to see this week, we'll start with running back Sony Michelle or the running back group. I don't know if Sony Michelle is going to be playing this one. We might have that information. So if, you know, Sean McVay is saying right now to reporters that Sony Michelle is playing and or not playing, well, probably not and not playing, that wouldn't make any sense. If he's playing or play or not playing, then you know what? Then ignore that aspect of it. But we also got the running back group who I still think is an important position group to watch. It is unclear whether or not we will see Michelle suited up for the final preseason game. It would be nice to see him just get like a couple of carries, just get a little bit of a rhythm. I don't even know what number he's wearing yet. I haven't seen it. Every, all photos I've seen have been blank jerseys of him. So not even sure if we have a jersey number uh, set up for Sony Michelle at this time. Uh, but hey, it'd be cool to see him out there. Just get a couple little reps in there. You know what I mean? But uh, if not, we're still waiting to see some flashes from from some of the guys that we currently have. X, Xavier Jones, and the Funk Train, Jake Jake Funk. He, uh, they've both played pretty solid, but they have not given us like those wow plays. Neither of these guys have has has broken off a run where we're like, dang, like that was awesome. Like it. Not, I don't even think I've high fived over a Funk carry. You know what I mean? So I. I want to see some flashes, man. So maybe in Denver, we'll be able to see it. I know that the the last time that the Rams were in Denver, Todd Gurley had his best game of his career, rushed for like 226 or something like that. He went off in Denver the last time. So maybe maybe that's a little bit of a good omen. Maybe Rams coming to town, we can run that football. I guess in 2010, though, Stephen Jackson only had like 76 yards, I think, something like that. That was really the 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 Sam Bradford party in that one. 
who was it? Uh, Matthew Mulligan had two touchdowns. <laughs> oh man, 2010 was a long time ago, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, so we're still waiting to see some some of those flashes from our young uh, running backs here. We'll also take a look at some offensive line depth in our three to see. This, I, I've I've kind of grouped them back in. Last week we went player specific. Didn't really work out. We had <laughs> pretty light days from everybody I said to watch for. Uh, but uh, offensive line depth. Some guys have popped. Some guys have disappointed. Bobby Evans played really poorly against the Raiders, but Shelton played really strong. Evans' issue in his career has been consistency, but he does tend to bounce back after a poor performance. It, it seems, historically speaking, for Bobby Evans... He tends to have a bad game, and then he has a really strong game. So I'm looking for that to happen in this one. Uh, and then uh, can Chandler Brewer, Jeremiah Cologne, A.J. Jackson, or Jordan Meredith do enough to bump someone else off the roster? I'm not necessarily sure that that's even possible, but something I'm keeping an eye on. And the offensive line group, Justin Lawler and Chris Garrett, have shown uh, quite a bit in this preseason. It may be just enough for them uh, to, to, to make this team and to bump somebody like Terrell Lewis and or Obanai Okoronkwo off of the roster. Leonard Floyd and Justin Hollins figured to be the starters, but Lawler and Garrett, they've absolutely earned some reps. So we got to keep that, uh, keep that going, hopefully, and uh, maybe this week we'll get some good stuff. Let's go ahead and take a look here into our fan quesos. We'll start here with the YouTube channel Ram's House. Whose house? And if you guys have not subbed to, to Rams House yet, make sure you guys do it. I'm sure we'll take a couple of photos because I know the Rams House is going to be in the house up in Denver. And we'll definitely be hanging out. So, uh, no, I don't think any beers for Rams House. I I, I don't think so. I, I No, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> More for me. That's fine. But question here from Rams House. Uh, you will get a lot of these questions for sure. But do you see uh, Sony Michelle having split carries with Henderson? I do think that they will complement each other. Yeah, you know what? It, it does feel like Michelle was brought in for a reason. It does feel like Michelle was brought in to be like an RB2 that has a pretty pretty heavy rotation with uh, with Daryl Henderson. I think that that's very real. Uh, the, the way that he... I, I think that Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle, they almost have similar styles, but not necessarily. You know what I mean? Like... They both, I think, will work well in our scheme as far as like that zone, read it and hit it kind of thing. Uh, but they do bring different skill sets. I, I, I kind of been relating like Sony Michelle to like that CJ Anderson body style. So I do think that it'll be beneficial. And also, uh, I, I think that it's it's very real that uh, that we see a pretty decent rotation with Henderson and Sony Michelle. I'm sorry, I just this this post popped in like as I. Uh, as I'm looking here, and it's, it looks like uh, somebody thinks that uh, Johnny Hecker could get the boot. I don't know if that's a pun. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to look at that one later on. But yeah, you know what? I, I do think it's, it is. I will say this. This is not a queso or anything like that. I just just a comment I saw in passing just now. Uh, I do think it's very real that the Rams cut Johnny Hecker. I, I think that is a very real possibility. I don't necessarily think I'm not locked in on that. I'm not saying that's not my prediction or anything like that. But I'm at the point now with Corey Bohorquez and the way that he's played, especially in that first one and that first preseason game, he he played really well. He had the best punt of the night in that game. And then, of course, neither of them played this last week, which does hurt our evaluation. Matt Gay was punting. But I, I think it's very, very real that the Rams cut Johnny Hecker and keep on Corey Bohorquez at the punter spot. It feels real. All right, next uh, one here comes from James. Critics argue Sony Michelle is merely a lateral move, given his health concern. Thoughts? Uh, lateral from what is my question back to you, James? Uh, it's, you know, is it lateral from Xavier Jones and Jake Funk? Because I don't think so. I, th I think that his his uh, experience in the NFL, I think, is super beneficial. I know it's not a whole lot. I know that I've been talking about somebody like Adrian Peterson coming in and what what kind of presence he would bring to the locker room. But I think that Sony Michelle is is a benefit. I don't think it's necessarily like I, I I think that that group got better today. I think that the Rams running group running back group got better by bringing in Sony Michelle. Lance had the question what they what they give uh, New England for Sony, and then somebody answered the question in the comments. So thanks for that. Now Lance isn't going to watch the show, but uh, yeah, it's a fifth and sixth, but that can turn into a fourth depending on if the Rams do receive a fourth-round compensatory selection for safety John Johnson, which is very real that that could happen. 
Uh, I would I would probably peg that as a fourth because they go they can go up to a three, but I, I would say fourth feels right for John Johnson. So I do anticipate that being the case. But if not, then it is going to be a fifth and a sixth. Next one here from Ian. What should we expect Saturday in Denver as far as starters, second, third, and fourth stringers? Yeah, what we're going to see a lot here, Ian, who is a Broncos fan. Um, I know I, I actually I don't remember uh, if you were excited about Teddy or not, but yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of fans are not. I know a lot of fans are upset with uh, the Broncos not starting Locke and blaming Fangio. Fangio is not a popular guy in Denver right now to some people. I don't know. There, it's a very split situation out in Denver. We're used to that, though. We're, we're used to, to having a split fan base, whether it's city, whether it's coach, whether it's quarterbacks, whether. Uh, yeah, we, we're a pretty split fan base in uh, for the Rams, at least. So we're kind of used to that. But Ian's question about the the starters here. Is I mean we're I would expect less starters and less real game planning than we've seen before. I think that we're really trying to just get some evaluation on those bottom depth chart guys. We do have a couple of people here that I think that they're they're fighting for their spots and like we've got like like I said at the cornerback spot we've got four guys fighting for what I believe to be two slots. So those it's bottom of the depth chart. That's what we're gonna see. I think it's gonna be pretty heavy that we see that as far as the quarterback position. We'll actually see third stringer the whole game. That's it's Bryce Perkins the whole game. If something were to happen to Bryce Perkins, we would see John Wolford the Wolf, woo in the game. But uh, of course, Matthew Stafford's not going to be playing this one as well. Um, I'm a, I am curious back to you, Ian, uh, to see what the what the Broncos' plans are for uh, for for this preseason game because I'm really not sure. But I do think that the Rams with, with the position battles that they have at outside linebacker as well as the cornerback spot. I like that we get to go against the Broncos for this one. It will also give us a good barometer of where these guys are at as far as conditioning goes. I know that, you know, we're we're wrapping up preseason, so everybody should be right there. Everybody should be kind of like peak performance right now. But this will give us, that will potentially weed out somebody who cannot hang. Because if you can't hang in Denver, then you can't hang, man. So Denver's way up there in elevation, obviously a mile high. I'm a little bit higher up than that out here in Fountain, Colorado, but Denver's up there, and so I, I think that that's, uh, that's relevant. A couple here from Adrian. After Perkins' performance on both games, is there a, uh, is there a scenario where the Rams keep Perkins instead of Wolford, or do you think that the Rams will roll with three quarterbacks on the roster? No, I, I, I think that Wolford is safe at QB2, and I, don't, I see no reason the Rams would go with three quarterbacks it's not really necessary, you know, it's really just not necessary at all. And especially, I mean, you've got, you've still got guys that are free agents like Blake Bortles, if something were to happen, I know he just tried out for somebody, but they didn't go with him. But you know, there, there's other options. There's no reason to keep a third quarterback. Do you think Wolford will dress up as the emergency quarterback in Denver? Yes, I do. I believe that that has been confirmed. Next question. Uh, Coach Vermeil is a Hall of Fame finalist and Tory Holt is always a finalist is 2022. The year that the greatest show on turf will reside in Canton, Ohio. I mean, you did predict this two, three shows ago. You're absolutely right, Adrian. I'm Joe Stradamus. I am the best. Hashtag Joe Stradamus, like you said. And yeah, I, it's, I, I would love to see it, man. I, w- I would absolutely love to see it. Obviously, we know that Dick Vermeil and Tori Holt will both get into the Hall of Fame at some point. I want to get that entire class in, though, man. I want to see that greatest show on turf in there. Because that was like, that grouping there, like, I liked football. But seeing the greatest show on turf, that's what made me love football. You know, like that's why I'm kind of where I'm at today is just it locked me in, man. It was so much fun to watch. So exciting. So I would love to see them all in there. Uh, do you think that McVay sh- uh, should have Sony Michelle run laps for the entire first practice because he scored the only touchdown in Super Bowl 53? No. See, my thing is, is we need to tell Sony Michelle the only way that you're allowed to play for this team is if you score touchdowns for us in the Super Bowl instead of against us in the Super Bowl. All right, so come on in. Let's score some touchdowns. Let's go win us a ring. Next one here from Cody. What games do you have circled uh, this year, and what games do you think McVay has circled? McVay, I don't think circles any games. I really think that. Like, I, I think that. You know, maybe in his first season when we played the the Redskins in Week Two, they were the Redskins at the time. Don't don't attack me. Um, the team from Washington, but they, um, uh, I, he probably had that one circle, stuff like that, but you know what? Maybe the Niners, I feel like maybe if he were to circle any games, he would say the Niners cause he said he, he struggled against them lately. Uh, for myself, uh, I want to see the Rams give some, some punishment to the Buccaneers in week three at SoFi stadium. I also would love to see some redemption against the Ravens. Last time the Rams played the Ravens got smoked. 
not fun to watch. Monday Night Football. I look up there every time I talk about it because I got the flag that's from that game. It was November 25th, 2019. Bad day for the Rams. Next one here comes from Cody. What game? Oh, we already read that one. Next one here comes from Cody. Outside of Acres, what are the Rams doing uh, outside of the preseason to keep everybody healthy? You know what? They actually did put a video out on this. Reggie Scott put put out a video of uh, some that's uh, like the Theragun thing that they do, and it's all about recovery, man. I mean, he was saying it in that video that you know the the best way to prevent injuries and stuff like that to have have athletes performing at their best is is that recovery, you know, and and making sure that they're cooling down and getting that that treatment after practices and stuff like that so yeah i mean the the rams training staff is actually super awesome and unfortunately we're seeing in a situation this offseason where we've seen more injuries than we're used to seeing in the past couple of years so that's that is unfortunate but you know what i i do like that the the approach that this team has we like hit i think less less than any other team in the nfl we're, we're not big hitters in practice or anything like that uh i do think that having multiple uh, multiple joint practices did kind of, you know, increase those chances a little bit because other teams don't care if you're hurt or not. You know what I mean? And they're just trying to get in some good practice, and especially you got guys trying to put out some tape. So, um, but you know, as far as that goes, it's all about recovery for this team and 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 making sure that you're you're good to go. They kind of ramp it up too, so everybody comes in in shape, and then they kind of ramp it up. They're still ramping up until we hit into week one. That's where everybody should be. Football ready, ready to take on some hits, not necessarily, not not a whole lot of soft tissues at that point, and just making sure you're taking care of yourself. So, um, Next one from Cody. What are the Rams' top three preseason performers? Should have read this one before. Um, I'll go with Bryce Perkins at quarterback. I think he's played very well. He's probably taking more snaps at quarterback than anybody in preseason for any team. Maybe outside of Nathan Peterman, who's played the first two preseason games for the for the Raiders. But everybody else, I think, is rotating at least one person in. But Bryce Perkins, he'll have he'll have a lot of snaps by the time preseason's done. I will say also Bronte Harris. I think Bronte Harris has had a really strong preseason. Terrell Burgess has had a good one, but I'm going to say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go, God, it's tough. I'll, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Chris Garrett. Because I know that uh, his last game is like the the one that is still. It's like I don't want to get called for like recency bias here or anything with that. But he played really well. I think he's doing a, a really good job. So I'll go with Bronte Harris, Chris Garrett, and quarterback Bryce Perkins as my top three. And last question here comes from Josh. Who's who's our most likely to be our punt and kickoff returners now? Solid question, actually. Um, you know what? I do think that we see. I think we have strong potential to see two two here. I, I think that that might be the play, man. It might be 2-2 at, at those spots. I I think that that makes sense. With Raymond Calais, that would have been my answer, but of course he is now out with that broken foot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we could see 2-2, especially a punt returner. I feel like that feels real. Maybe a kick returner, maybe we see somebody else. Maybe we see somebody like Xavier Jones maybe in that role. Um, yeah, I guess maybe ask me that one next week. So I might have a, a little bit better of an answer for you. We do. We will be doing a show next week, uh, kind of wrapping up training camp, preseason, and stuff like that. And then after that, we are full steam ahead regular season, which is going to be some good stuff. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys like the video wherever you guys are watching me, and make sure you guys also subscribe to the Ram Showcase on YouTube. You can also find the audio version of this show just about anywhere. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places, all the big ones, and even the small ones. Go check them out, Podbean. I didn't even know that existed, but I'm on there. But, uh, yeah, make sure you guys subscribe wherever you guys are listening. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Try to keep it pretty simple for you guys. Again, if you guys are going to be at the Denver Broncos game, Rams at Broncos, make sure you hit up a lot C and uh, come have a beer with me. I've got my, my good friend Aaron flying out from Iowa, and he's going to have a couple beers with me as well. So come have beers with us, all right? You guys will see my car. It's a black car. Got L.A. Rams on the plates. So come find me. I'll be wearing my yellow jersey. Let's have a good time, man. Let's watch this final preseason game before we get into the games that actually matter. We got the Chicago Bears coming to town uh, in week one. So that's going to be good stuff. Wearing those white jerseys. 
Uh, but that is going to do it for me. Thank you guys for hanging out. I do appreciate the heck out of you guys. Uh, but that is it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion? Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.